Hey, Hey, y'all, it's Kristen and Christine from from The Takeover. Takeover. We're growing and loving the engagement via social media and through our audio platforms. If you want to hear more from us, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. That's hashtag The Takeover with Kristen and Christine. Listen, rate, and comment on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at The Takeover CC to join the conversation. Now let's get into the episode. are now tuned into the takeover with Kristen and Christine. Me 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 me. <laughs> Episode twenty six. It's late. It's Liddy. Liddy again. Liddy again. Liddy again. All right. Um. So you know we have big big news. Every day we lit. Ah, uh, you, you can't, can't tell me, me she. Yeah. Remember broke. I was broke? Yeah. yeah now, now I'm, I'm still getting... broke. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we do have some big news. What's the news? The news is the takeover will be taking a break. <laughs> now, I know some of you guys might be like, why are they so happy to be saying that? Well, one, the uh, idea is already flowing for what's to come. Right. Cool. Um, Shotties need breaks, you know. Period. In all things. Mm-hmm. You know, and the break will allow for those creative juices to flow, refresh, so that we come back and better, rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, we're not old in this podcast game. You know, people are celebrating five and six year and ten year <laughs> reunions at this joint. So I'm saying, um, you know, we're definitely, but we're definitely not young, young. Like we're six months into our podcast careers. Um, and I could call it a career because I think, yeah, you know, and and we're three, three and a half years. Yeah. We're we're no, we're yeah, three years into is it three? No, it's four. We started our sophomore year, sophomore spring, sophomore junior, senior, senior and that's about to be it's spring to be, again. Yeah, wow. four years. So yeah, we're four years, three or four years into our co-hosting career. Right. So like. The the brand this has already been established and now it's just taking form in a lot of different ways. And because we want to bring you all uh, now, we, we've brought you quality content. Now we want to bring you diverse content. Um, mm, yes. And so with that, I uh, like that, we need to take some time to make sure that we're, you know, making our plans, setting them into action and executing in the right way. And that requires us to just take like a short month of a break. Mm -hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't still check out our content. So where can they check our content out? Kristen. Everywhere will be <laughs> everywhere. On, um SoundCloud it's full of our twenty-six episodes that you can listen over and over and over again. We'll always be on Twitter. We'll be actually engaging a bit more since we have this time off where we can I mean we're always on the phones anyways, but you know, you think of your job as your job and so they're ours, you mm-hmm. know, when you're like, Okay, so personal me time. And right. so 
Now that we've got, gotten a few hours back in our days, we'll be engaging more on Twitter. So that's at the Takeover CC on Twitter. We'll also be on Snapchat a bit more. So at the Takeover CC, um, catch us. We got um, we'll be on IG Live. Yeah. We'll be on IG Stories. We might come back to Facebook. We'll be on. I think we we have a lot of work to do on Facebook. So that's something that we should definitely yeah. or we will definitely do. Um, we also you know. If you're not a SoundCloud person, you could definitely find us on Apple Podcasts. We're even on Google Play. Mm-hmm. We're on things like Stitcher. We're on so many other platforms. Yeah. Uh, all you have to do is look for us at the Takeover CC. Um, also, feel free, you know, hit us up in our personal accounts if you have any suggestions. Hit us up um, in our DMs and let us know what you've liked, what you don't like, and. Try and engage with us as much as possible. We're kind of trying to engage with you all on a lot of different fronts. Um, you might literally be seeing more of us. You know, who knows? Um, you'll definitely be... You, so even though you won't hear us on a weekly basis with new content, you'll still be seeing us and hearing our um, our voices through our digital presence. Mm-hmm. And I think that's quality um, time to allow you all to catch up. I know there's so many people that are like, oh my God, I'm on like episode 15 like time went by so quickly or oh my god i started with you guys on the um your divine nine series and now i want to like backtrack and you know see what came of the podcast before and then go through after i think what's great about a podcast which people um tend to forget is that you can do it in any order that you want to. So right. yes, some of the ideas build upon each other. If you've been rocking with us since one and you've listened faithfully every single week, but if you haven't, you know, pick your favorite number and start from there. Right. Like that's what I tell some people. I'm like, yo, what's your favorite number? They like seven. All right. So start from seven. Go I to like seven. That. Go to <laughs> seventeen. I have an idea for and that then already. <laughs> go to other ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, we could be doing, you know. We might be doing some quick, you know, snippets, for example, on live where we're like, ask the takeover, like ask us some questions. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we're going to be doing grab bags of a lot of different content. Shoot, you might see us on some other platforms very soon. So, and, and when I do, say we... C, I meant C. Oh, so, <laughs> I don't even know what she's talking about. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, you know, like... Allow us to take this break from being in the studio to allow ourselves to further solidify why you all should love us and listen. Let's call it a staycation. I like that. I like that. Because, you know, I just went on vacation last week and it was much needed. And I think this staycation will also be much needed. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I, I think... We should talk about some of the things that we learned in this process um, so far from starting from, you know, brainstorming. Um, I feel like it's okay to drop gems and share um, information. I know people have even asked me, like people have connected me. How did you start? Me. Yeah. How did you start? Why did you start? What, um, where did you go for this information? Where did you go to record? Like, you know, and th- there's just so much out there. And I feel like, one, to answer the question, where do you record? We started at Blue Shell Studios and we're currently at Indie Creative Network. Shout outs to both spaces. You guys have been phenomenal. Yes. Um, in accommodating our needs. And yeah, it's been great. Um, and I feel like some of the things that I've learned along the way is just like what digital storytelling is. Um, and I feel like I was 
privy to that through the um, digital program at my, the digital humanities program at our college and to actually see it in real life. Because when you study things in college, you're thinking about like the theories and the, yeah. um, and obviously you're the trying practice, to be way too smart about it, but you also, and then <laughs> you look at things in retrospect because mm-hmm. you're studying it. So you have to look at things from the past, but now we're in it. So, um, I've learned about like how to engage with certain people, how to mm-hmm. engage on certain platforms. Like I didn't know what it took to get, viewership on instagram you know because the people that follow me follow me they like me when they see my face they like my picture you know actually pause (laughs) y'all ain't see that last picture from Kristen though (laughs) y'all ain't see the last picture in the purple in the orange dress though like hit her up Kristen, but she's taken but that it was dope it was beautiful i'm dead so that's the thing is like i already know like i'm gonna post something and i you, you know, it's likes. nice. And yeah, I will get likes because <laughs> it's me. You know, people are familiar with me when they see my face, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but when you're thinking about the takeover, you're like, okay, so what is it that draws people? What is it going to capture people's attention outside of my face? Right. And like, yes, we do make sure that we are using our voices and our faces in the same you know, on the same post and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not the same post, but in post, just to make sure that people are actually connecting to what who we, we say, to who we are. Yeah. Um, and I think that also has been a huge thing for us to like figure out. Yeah. How do you engage? How do you, mm. how do you get people to listen to what you say? What interests other people and how do you, how can you share in those interests? So that's been something on, um, on all mm. social sites, I think. Mm. Um, I think something that I've learned is allowing yourself to morph and change while still remaining true to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think we spent a lot of time. I think a lot of people don't may not know, but, the takeover the, the takeover podcast segment um segment of our careers didn't just start on August 24th or 25th when we had our launch and put up our first episode like it was informational interviews it was informational interviews it was, it was a ton of meeting after work it was ton of meeting after work it was even formulating the idea and concept and saying it to people around our campus and people are like okay whatever like whatever mm-hmm. and we're like well we don't even know how to do it and like and now it, you realize it was the blueprint. Right. Right. So um, so it took us a lot of time, but I think the part that I was um, like focusing on was the idea that we've allowed ourselves to morph. So even while our tagline is about us, you know, two young black women reacquainting ourselves with, through the, with the city, through everything, music, media, and black girl magic, we've managed to, you know, incorporate new segments. We've managed mm-hmm. to have guests come in that still align with that. We've allowed ourselves to talk about different issues and still give a certain perspective that allows us to hone in on any segment of that tagline. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately we've still allowed ourselves to be true to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we haven't changed the tagline. We're staying true to it. We find different ways to, you know, incorporate a takeover segment, find a different way to, you know, bring in something for black girl lit. Find to reinvent, to, right. you know, but use the, using the same foundation. Right, and allow it to still be fresh and relevant to everything that's going on around us. Because ultimately, we're not in conversation with only ourselves, although we're sitting here literally having a conversation with each other, and you're listening to that conversation, you're a part of that conversation. That conversation is in conversation with mm-hmm. the world around us. That's a right. lot of that word. But Inception, ultimately... Man. Because of the digital storytelling, because of other people digi- um, telling their stories, and ultimately we're using music, media, and Black Girl Magic that lives and thrives off of the digital space, hashtag net neutrality. So um, just uh, knowing that yes. we can morph and change with 
the spaces around us um, and still keep it fresh. I think another thing is finding our voices and allowing our voices to be adult voices Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, the takeover with Kristen and Christine Amherst College version was very, you know, college-based. I think when we did manage to talk, we did speak from a perspective that was very, like, we're in this space, we're in this bubble, we're trying to break the bu- burst the bubble a little, the bubble being Amherst, but it was still informed by our college perspectives. Mm-hmm. And I think having been able to now transplant ourselves back to the city and engaging with so many different, so many, even that much more diverse of a community, right. um, we've allowed ourselves to basically mature the way in which we view things and talk about things and visualize things that's influenced by the conversations we were having before mm-hmm. on our college campus. Yeah. So I think that that's dope too. Um, I know that there's tons of people out there that are listening that are like, I want to start a podcast or I want to start a visual show or I want to be in the digital space as an influencer or entertainer or uh What's the first three things that you think that you should have down pat when they are, are interested in being in the digital space and being a creator and being an influencer? I think the first one is who are you? Knowing yourself. Competitive advantage right so the niche situation and i think the last and then i think is that one or two is i was i was two? putting that as one because uh, knowing yourself right. is know how you're different from other right. people and also how you can engage with the people around right you. what's your niche so that's all one number two i think you need to know your audience like know who you're trying to tackle and why mm-hmm. and like yeah i think the last thing quite honestly is like who's your team like I was literally gonna <laughs> speak on that. I yeah, was literally like, gonna speak on that because when we were in when we were in Amherst, like shout out to Robin Farley being a manager, being a visual creative director, like editor, just making us look on point in the visual aspects because everything was behind and is still behind, you know, a mic. And so you're not unless you come into the uh, the studio with us back then well the radio station and if or you you know got to see the snippets on snapchat or facebook live when we started doing facebook live late in the game um you didn't really see us but robin brought her talent to the park to the radio um show and made us more visual and allowed us to share ourselves with you all in a different format i think um you know shout outs to the people, you know, there's a list of people and I don't have time to go through the whole list, but shout outs to everybody who, you know, we sat down with and spoke to, whether it was for five minutes or an hour or two hours or two and a half or days upon days upon days about, you know, who we are and people were questioning us, like, mm-hmm. why do you want to do this and stuff like that, making sure that we had our um, our whole, like, body line straight, like, shout outs to us going through, you know, the Kiva process that literally allowed us to basically yeah. create our business If we plan. were to call names, it yeah. would be all the people that are on that list that yeah. actually supported us monetarily, really? who that have too. listened to us, Kiva and GoFundMe, yeah. um, who have, like, yes, contributed that type of, any type of advice to mm-hmm. us. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's... Shout outs to the loyal listeners, shout outs to the new yeah. listeners, shout outs to the listeners that leave and come back and like make their presence known um shout outs to everybody who came those, out to our launch party yes and shout out to everybody who's come before us that's paved the way to allow ourselves to feel confident enough to even create this space for ourselves i think what's beautiful about this digital storytelling is that it is emblematic of 
the way in which people of color always find a way for themselves to be heard, even when their voices are seemingly stifled. Um, you know, there's times where you, how many times have you, you know, sat on, you know, a train through New York City, hashtag only in NYC, but how many times have you been in a New York City train um, car or on a bus and you're looking up at the advertisements and you don't see anybody that looks like you, but you know that people are like subconsciously reading that and then having an idea about it. Um, but yet you see people of color, you know, walking through the trains and like sharing their art and sharing their, um, you know, stories and, you know, really making themselves known. And I think that, uh, podcasting is another way of that. Like radio stations weren't always open to people of color. Uh, TV shows aren't always open to people of color. And yet they found another way in which to take a form format podcasting, which was, in the very, very early beginning was very dry and very white mm-hmm. and have found a way to, you know, break make, through, break through, mm-hmm. like Use from voice, comedy, have your own listenership. Exactly. From comedy to current events oh, to, gee. I must say, did you, have you ever listened to Lizzo's um, podcast? Lizzo has a podcast. I listened to all of the episodes today. Yo, it's only five ratchet. right now, she's ratchet. but her first guests, yeah. her first set of guests, Trina, yeah, Lil baddest. Kim, the Queen Bee, the baddest Jungle Pussy. Oh yeah, so she, excuse me, what? Right. And your fave, K Michelle. No, no, <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> but um, uh, Kalani. Kalani. Yeah, I was gonna say either K Michelle or Kalani. Yeah, and I was like, I was super impressed. She's oh my gosh, she's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like to have a conversation with, mm-hmm. and. Anyways, I sh- I'm going on about somebody else's podcast, but, but she's amazing. Yeah. But that's my point. Just like learning other people's stuff. So, yeah, I just feel like, you know, the takeover has has taught me ultimately, like, know thyself and like know yourself, know your worth, as Drake says. Like, I think we definitely know who we are even more so now. Like, we knew who we wanted to be when we started there's a surprise on your phone. Just look at it. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Oh, wow. That's a check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I first think of. Money. Moolah. Sh- money. Anyways. Uh, but yes, I was saying. What was I saying, Kristen? <laughs> so I got distracted. But just knowing yourself. Knowing oh, know yourself, know your worth. Yeah, I feel like we knew yeah, who we wanted to be. Right. I knew we I think we knew who we wanted to be. Um and then once we started it, we, you know, fine tuned and thought about what we wanted to come of the takeover. And now we've gotten to a place where like we're right there. Like, you know when you're right there, like when you're eating and you're right there, like you're about to have that next bite and it's gonna be that bite. Or um, you're right there in like your workouts and you're like you're almost there like you're almost about to fit in those clothes that you want to wear like you're right there or you're right there you're about to graduate like you're mm-hmm. right there you're about to have that next acclaim that next accomplishment whatever was what fourth uh, we're right there and when we come back in April trust and believe that you guys are going to be so like happy that you stayed along with the takeover even when we weren't creating new content yes 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 um, I think, I think, yes, we are in very good need of a break, very deserving of a break. We um, got an intern. That's great. Oh, yes. We, <laughs> I'm done. That yeah, works. we were sitting there begging, begging, begging. Shout out to one. Brandon for the connect. And shout out to Jada. She's not part of the team. 
Um, so yes, and so we we shall move forward with this episode. Um, gang, gang. but yes, just know that we'll be quiet for a little bit in terms of actually hearing our voices on this podcast. But we will be alive and well on social media. And now that just gives you opportunity that when we tell you guys at least twice a week or three times a week, whatever. Oh, tune into this old episode. Tune into that old episode. Go listen to the old content because the old content is still fresh. Um. So yes, moving right along. You know, you know, people are used to hearing a new music Monday. People are used to hearing a black light. But guess what? This episode is going to bless you with other things, aka not those. Um, I think new music wise, uh, I think what we what we will do is definitely before the end of March, you will have your Spotify and your Apple um your Apple iTunes playlist from us. We're going to make sure that we curate those up um, before the mid of March. Like, those have to be up. That way you can listen to what we're listening to. Um, I even think of the idea of making a collaborative playlist with some of you guys. Um, that might be in the works. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to come down the pipeline in terms of new music. And Blacklight, Black Excellence will compile a list of the people who we've highlighted in the past. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to, you know, keep up with some of them, um, they're doing dope things. I saw Vashti Harrison yet again. Um, she was the one that She's made the winning. book Little Women in Black History. She's winning. She's winning. Uh, so, yeah. But we're going to move to one of Chris. This is basically Kristen's segment. Okay. Like, Kristen created this one. It's called Black Girl Lit, and the lit is for Lit Cha Cha. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I should get my little brother to say that now. Oh, you should. <laughs> Hashtag get a drop. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. He has um, a he has a British accent. Yes, so that's cute. why. Yeah, that's why I said that because she said Lit Cha Cha mm-hmm. with a British accent. But anyways. Today, um, Black Girl Lit is coming from Ayana Marie's article on the griot. Am I saying that right? Griot? Yeah, the griot. I always like want to say griot, like no, griot. I, I, I think griot. it's griot. Griot. And the I, griot. I'm pretty sure griot is like a type of Haitian food. Okay, got it. Okay, well, um, her article is titled, Killmonger is a fictional character in Black Panther, but his misogynoir is real. Um, I... When I read that, I'm not going to hold y'all. I was like, he ain't misogynistic. Like, <laughs> he not that. <laughs> but but yeah, when you read yeah. it, you're like, okay, point, point, point. Oh, yeah, point. And um, I think one of the things that she mentions, which kind of like helps you offset the fact that he is miso- miso- misogynistic, if that's the full word, um, is that he's fine and he's a villain. And so you already know that, okay, one, he's fine. Like, he can do no wrong because you yeah, know how we trapped. <laughs> and then Like how people was trapped by Safari's pick <laughs> last night. Yo, I didn't even, I don't even watch that show, but everybody's tweets was out of control. Somebody was like... It was magical. I think, I think some, I think it's prep person actually. It was like, oh, I don't know. My day started off so well. Like, I don't know if it was like, because I, the first thing I saw this morning was Safari's third arm or what? <laughs> I was like, no, that wasn't an arm. That was a whole leg. No. <laughs> but yeah. Um, He's Jamaican, so that's why. <laughs> I'm convinced. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that that foyness kind of like distracts you. Um, and then also... Um, the idea of building a, being a villain, you're like, okay, he's mean to everybody. So him being mean to a woman is no different from him being mean to a man. But if you think about it, which I, I, she doesn't state this in the article, but 
you see him being mean to men or disrespectful to men, but he actually challenges them. You mm-hmm. know, like it's like, oh, meet me at my level. Meanwhile, he's like pushing and shoving and grabbing mm-hmm. by the neck um women Mm -hmm. and these are the women that are actually like cultivating greatness in wakanda like all the technical logical advancements are shuri's like she did that Mm -hmm. um the actual plant um that they they till and mine and toil or whatever the right um (laughs) right words are for that Mm -hmm. the older woman i can't remember her name but the one he grabbed her by the neck she Mm -hmm. was responsible for making sure that that stayed alive and well yeah. in order to give them the powers that they needed to like be this awesome, um, be awesome citizens of this awesome um country. So, also, like he killed his lover, like yeah, remorseless. Like, yeah, like even thinking about that, like she literally provided for his physical needs and he just took her life. Yeah, just and and physical needs not only sex like physical needs like, like oh for the actually getting the vibranium yeah from um what's his name from claw claw so you you used her cuz she was she was e- mm-hmm. she was like the she was a part of your she plot she was the plug bro right she was the plug really she's bro. the plug and really she's the plug side note we not i'm not even going to say that this is a spoiler because if you haven't seen the movie yet then yeah <laughs> who are you and this coming from who the person that no, saw no, no, it a no. week late okay, but so still. i'm just gonna say um we can't say who are you um actually uh there was this there's this campaign i should actually pull it up um somebody told me about it so if you haven't seen it there is a way for you to see it and if you haven't seen it because you are financially strapped and you have other responsibilities and you actually want to take care of those before you go watch a movie Bootlegged. by all <laughs> by, state, by all means <laughs> but where you finding it on bootleg though People got fire sticks. I'm dead. Um, well, <laughs> if you want to see it in a the movie theaters and you cannot, and you haven't because, you know, mm. you are not, you're financially strapped, you can go to tlrd.co slash Wakanda. That's, again, that's tlrd.co slash Wakanda. And um, it's sponsored by the Visibility Project, AYOS, A-Y-O-S, um, and Sickle Cell Consortium. And it's literally titled Black Art for Broke Blacks, Passport to Wakanda. That's beautiful. You know uh, what else? If you're in the Brooklyn area um go to the bam website that's the brooklyn academy of music mm-hmm. and they're showing it like twice a day for like a couple of days into this week as well like i know tonight they're showing it at five and then again at eight fifteen. so go to the bam website um brooklyn academy of music and they're showing it free of charge at bam as well yeah um i think back to the article let's um, find a quote Let's find a quote. Yeah, she she did her thing. I'm I'm really proud of her. We and, also went to school with her. Yeah. Um. So seeing her published is just so phenomenal. And her birthday just passed, so shout out to her too. Oh yes, happy belated. I black folk from Accra Accra to ATL collectively went hmm when Killmonger played Michael by Michael B Jordan dropped the gem bury me in the ocean where with my ancestors who jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage Mm. he longs to be truly free and we can all identify with that and that's also the part where it's like okay he's a villain so it's expected that he's gonna be mean he's fine so okay shout out to him but he actually makes valid points and so we actually agree with him but you have to think about the parts that kind of go it's not that, that not even that it goes unseen but it that it, it like it goes under the rug it's pushed under the rug right 
Also, um, this part was dope. Black men, why are black women and black trans women and black feminine identifying folks so disposable to you? Mm. Especially when they've historically and consistently fought for you and taken care of you. And I think that it goes to, there's one of uh, Kristen's um, top five rappers, Tupac. And you know know what I'm talking about, right? When he's like, why we always um, take from our women? Why we always hate for my women? Do we hate? Um, wait. Why we always rape our women? Do we? I I don't know the exact line, but yes. I but know basically, exactly. we were raised by women, and yet we abuse them. And she gonna find the exact lines. Yes. But um, <laughs> but that in and of itself is like that's the question. Like, it's time to be real to our women. Trying to heal our women. Right. So, um, it's from keep your head up. Right. And so I think. I think while we rape our women, do we hate our women? I wonder. No, I wonder. Mm, okay. And since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman, and our game from a woman, I wonder why we take from our woman, why we rape our women, do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women, try to heal our women, be real to our women. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies. And since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. So, but yeah. So basically, thank you. That was <laughs> uh, young Kristen. If you find her mixtape coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it that just shows things have not changed. Like, and I think, and it's crazy because Wakanda's supposed to be in the present day, but it's because of the Afrofuturism and what we talked about, like. That could easily be what the future looks like even then. Like, the mm-hmm. commentary could... Like, that trope of black men... Isn't that scary? Just still not messing with black women or black... Ident- or disrespecting, black, black like... Black feminine identifying folk. Like, But if you think about it, it's interesting because... He doesn't come from this, like, technologically event. He's a... Lin- he is a... Um, he is a... He's linked to. He's linked to, and he is... Technically, he is from that um yeah. that area uh, <laughs> that she put her lip down <laughs> but, he got the mark but he has been raised in a completely different environment and mm-hmm. so you have to think how that's linked to that environment but also think about how his ability to come and really try to overthrow shit like yeah. if he was able to overthrow shit would would that basically permit miso- misogynoir noir to be something that's easily right. passed down to the mm-hmm. people of wakanda yeah yeah cuz then think about it like a lot of the things that enable people to be the way they are often comes from nurturing Mm -hmm. and nurturing doesn't have to come from your mother or your father it can come from the leadership that you see above you Uh, yeah yeah you did a great job with this one um so if you would like to you know follow along it's found on the griot and once again the title is killmonger is a fictional character in black panther but his misogynoir is real if anybody wants to see the movie with me this week hit me up in my dms oh, the, you got to watch it again i have to because i think i you I, see new things when you yeah, watch it and i was so like particular about because i went on vacation and i was so particular about like not reading spoilers like i saw the you know, I saw the memes, Wakanda Forever, and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, I made sure not to read any of the think pieces mm-hmm. before going to go see it. Like, I literally saw it with fresh eyes, mm-hmm. as fresh as they could be. And I caught a lot of things, from the sneakers joke to the hey auntie 
to <laughs> even the this massage noir thing. I didn't re- I didn't realize until this thing piece, which I think is phenomenal. That's that's amazing part about her work too. Right, but the one that I did also see, which we can talk about in the DMs, is because we're taking a break. Is um the commentary between those of African descent and those who are African American. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that dynamic between Killmonger and T'Challa is very... It's deep. It's very deep, Thick. Very, like, rooted in yeah. critical race theory. Oof. Yeah. In some pan-Africanism. <sighs> in Mary Waters' black identities. Mm-hmm. I'm about to give mm-hmm. you out a reading list right now, but yeah. we don't have time for it, but... Africa for the, the fire next time by James Baldwin. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, Ayana Yaya Marie is a Harlem native storyteller <laughs> and photographer. She was raised on Toni Morrison and turkey bacon, pro black and anti pig. She hopes to contribute to a long tradition of healing arts through a creative expression and collective responsibility, as written in the Griot. So I'm crying. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you're trying to read more of what she has, she's phenomenal. And I think I'm so excited to see all of the um the other think pieces, articles, et cetera, mm. that she'll be putting out. Books yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And shout outs to her lineage as well. She comes from a queen, Miss Angela Helm, who Helm. Yes. Look at that. Oof. Right. <laughs> who um also Amherst alum. Uh she is a regular writer on the route. Um, that writes amazing think pieces as well. So just great to see that Yaya is following in her mother's footsteps, but also um, mark, um, like charting out territory for herself. Um, some more news in Black Girl Lip. You know, these are quick. Um, Michelle Obama is coming out with a book titled Becoming. Period. There's like, like the excitement in me is just like... <sighs> Oh my god! Yo, Wait, I gotta breathe. Is, is there pre-order on that yet? Cause I I don't think so. But you know, when the time comes, yeah. Um, shoot, she might have to go on a book tour, and if she comes to New York, I'm taking the day in off. there, like somewhere. I I'm mean, you might as well off. take the week off. You're like, okay, so it's Vic- I have it's to read Michelle the book. Obama I have to week. read the book. <laughs> I have to read the book, and I have to get the audible as well, so that audible. when I'm sitting, yes. plug, 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 <laughs> sponsor us. Right, right, right. <laughs> Um, no, dead serious. Audible, <laughs> if you're really trying to sponsor two young black women reacquainting themselves with the city through everything music, media, and black and magic, and add the books on that too, we here. But yes, that book is going to be phenomenal. Let me see if I can find the quote that she wrote about it. In the meantime, I'll, I'll read you um, a selection from our dear brother, Chad Ochocinco, as he gasses his daughter on Instagram. I'm done. What was this? Um, this was, I don't know if it was yesterday, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he says, you better give them looks, sis. I see you, Elvira. Yes, bitch. Yes, little Naomi Campbell. They say black is funerals, and I'm dead from the sleigh, hunty. The lighting is exceptional, allowing your features to glow. Your posture and aura scream, bitch, I'm here. There was no he period. Got bars. There was no period. He got so bars. I, I read that. Yes, one, one breath. breath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. But shout out to him. But I'm back to... Our first lady, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the ethereal. I was trying to find a word. Ethereal, <laughs> Michelle Obama, and it reads: 
Writing Becoming has been a deeply personal experience. It has allowed me for the very first time the space to honestly reflect on the unexpected trajectory of my life. In this book, I talk about my roots and how a little girl from the south side of Chicago found her voice and developed the strength to use it to empower others. I hope my journey inspires readers to find the courage to become whoever they aspire to be. I can't wait to share my story, end quote. We can't and I'm wait. so excited to hear it yeah, and we to can't read wait. it. And basically, it's coming from Penguin Random House. Shout outs to Penguin because one, I interned They there, own everything. <laughs> and two, they own everything. Because uh, it's a joint company now. Penguin and Random House came together to create a conglomerate that's unstoppable. Um, this is a part of the Barack and Michelle Obama's multi-million dollar joint book deal. Wow. Oh, they not multi-million yeah. dollar Jeez. Yeah, this was so a year ago. That's when they announced it, and mm-hmm. then they just been you know lining up the books. You know, I forgot about it because they really been on their vacation as they, they should. They, and they I can't wait to be on no mine too. That's what I'm us. saying. It's vacation. <laughs> Let's go. But yes, shout out to that. Anything else for Black Girl Lit, or can we move right along? I think we can move right along. So moving right along, we go into I got it from my mama. I got it from my mama. Oh, this is just really short. Go ahead. It should be. Um, but this is just a quote that I, um, read and, um, and in my belief of everything happens for a reason and I believe life is a revolving door and God speaks, God speaks to me specifically in a lot of different ways. Um, he don't cuss, but you know, there's a lot of different ways to get the message across. (laughs) And my mom has always said money talk and bullshit walk. I think that... God does curse. You think he cussed? Didn't you say that the last? Yeah. Uh, Well, I told you, I said Jesus had to have had hoes, but. Oh, that. Oh, please. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) But that's going to be fun. But he was, he, he was, he didn't have sin. Okay. Um, (laughs) But I think, I think he, he's humorous and I think there's part of humor. Yes. Okay. So money talk and bullshit walk in. That's just me assessing how much everything, everything has been so money driven you know if from you your talking money, right y'all want to right talk. like to a part where it's like financial literacy is a must and so like you now, have to pay for financial literacy <laughs> right so now that i'm <laughs> now that i'm like thinking about financial literacy and like trying to become financially literate i'm always like thinking about money but some of that is kind of it feels like it's destructive in a way because it seems like i'm only thinking about ways to make it ways to save it ways to spend it you know flipping and tumble it like so now it's like your debt is driven by your savings your loans your credit your advertisements your television your anything that's ever marketed to you your clothes like everything is so money driven and like yes you can find like cheap places to go and get clothes but like Mm -hmm. what is fashion and what's gonna last think about quality versus Mm, quantity okay so think about fashion like the the that's a like the money that they make in that industry industry? ever-changing always like up and down and ultimately like where's the money going is it going to the designers is it going to the actual people who are in the sweatshops because let's be real right the, the sweatshops be making the gucci the mm-hmm. sweatshops be making the nike the sweatshops be making the louis the fendi they the sure Prada. make the h&m so um and the Zara's. <laughs> right so where's the money actually going to and yet the money talks um right yeah, so yeah. I feel like that's another thing. And even in thinking about it, like, yes, we thanked, we thank the people that supported us monetarily. And so it does take money to run things and it takes money to make money. But a lot of that is like, you just want your creative juices to flow. And like, sometimes you need to know the reason behind it. And that's why I mentioned um, God speaks to me in a lot of different ways. But Lizzo's podcast, 
Um, I think she was talking to Trina. She may be talking to Trina or Jungle Pussy, but she had mentioned like how a lot. Maybe she was actually talking to Kaylani. I think she was talking to Kaylani. That sounds mm. that sounds more accurate. <laughs> um, I I listened to all of them in mm. one day, so I'm over here mixing them up a little bit. But, um, the money just literally driving everything. And sometimes like you have to get back into that creative space where you're like, so what is it beyond financial capital? What is it that makes my heart happy? Like sure. Going to the store and buying things makes me very happy. I'm telling y'all it actually works, but is it, is it the only thing that has to make that I have to make me happy? And it's the only thing that I'm going to chase to make me happy. And how long is that happiness like for? And if I don't it's have feeding. it, and if I don't have it, am I going to be just in turmoil and distress? Right. Like, right. no, are, are there and other things should, that make me happy? And should your happiness ultimately stem from something that's one materialistic, but also too finite? Like, right. Right. There's only so much of it. Right. Even though we're trying to create all these coins and guap coins that's making it seem like we Big got more money. And we put in money into money and, to make different money. Right. Mm-hmm. We put in money yeah. into different money to make more money. And it's because you want to flip money. it and tumble it. But it's the same money. Yeah. Speaking of, let me let me go to my I told you guys I would do this every every week now. Oh yes. Tell you what my hundred dollars is worth on Bitcoin. <laughs> I haven't It went back up, didn't it? It didn't, it's kind of, but I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't bought any other coins yet. Although my, my eyes are set on that, my, that guap coin. I'm not going to lie. Hold <laughs> you. It looked quite appeasing. Ecstasy. But I'll tell you guys. Okay. So I don't know. Remember what I said last time, but my hundred dollars is now worth $80 and 28 cents. I think that was more than last time. Did okay. you say like 70 something last time? Sure. So I don't know. But I've just been looking at, um. I've been looking at what's that? The Morning Brew. The Morning Brew, and I did. It's a feel great like newsletter. Morning Brew is a great financial newsletter. It's very short and compact. And um, yes, nice and nice explanations. It's Just, yeah, it said short things and things I sweet. care about, and yeah. they're funny. Yeah. yeah, so cop that if you're trying to read some more stuff. This is Black Girl Lit, obviously. Um, but yes, I think we should move right along to the gathering. If you have a few things, listen. Okay, so these are two very quick ones. I know everybody probably already seen these because they're probably not on your Twitter streamlines anymore, so they may feel a little bit old. But I just wanted to mention them so that nobody forgot. Hashtag never forget. But um, let's start with the NCAA being ratchet as hell. Uh, so basically... And I sent these to Kristen. And Kristen was like, what is going on? Um, but I saw, I think it was Sean King, who is an amazing, um, like, activist, scholar, um, also, like, heavy on the Twitter and his, like, Twitter comebacks, Twitter tweets should always, if you need some, a quick thing to reference, he always has something for you to reference. He spoke, he highlighted that lawyers for the NCAA, NCAA, which is the National Collegiate Athletic Association, arguing that legal documents say that they do not have to pay student athletes because the 13th amendment that is the 13th amendment of the united states of mm -hmm. this america that prohibits slavery allows for unpaid slave labor right so basically Clauses, we have modern day slaves so basically modern day slaves basically the ncaa is saying that all athletes all athletes out there are slaves are slaves and considering that 
I don't know the the numbers of um, white versus black athletes, but the pictures that were depicted um, alongside these articles were of basketball teams and of football teams, which are primarily of people of color on these teams. Um, just makes it seem like, okay, so we're going to use your bodies and we're going to sell the tickets in the stadium, even to your compadres, even to your fellow um classmates because places like duke for example students stand online to buy tickets to go to basketball games at their own school as if they don't already pay tuition room mm-hmm. and board mm-hmm. activity fees anyways anyways mm-hmm. um but not only that but we're also going to sell your likeness whether it be you know billboards throughout the stadium billboards in your cities and top cities it's like if they have a market like the mba um but also down to apparel that has your number on it, even though it may not say your name on it, although they used to be ratchet and selling stuff with your name on it, hashtag LeBron days. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'm that dead. was crazy. Um, but they still sell your likeness in different ways and you are not receiving nearly a cent. Now, granted, what we just said in I Got It From My Mama is that, um, you know, money talks, bullshit walks. So money is not everything, but to understand that your work ethic, input and output, like you're, these athletes are putting in so much and they're receiving not a thing. What they are mm. receiving are lifetime injuries, lifetime regrets, and sometimes not a degree. So, say yeah. sen. So, <laughs> um, if you want to look that up, it's in tree. So, <laughs> go look that up. Shout out to Ghana. Uh, But I just wanted to say that the fact that we still have slavery going on, whether it be human trafficking in D.C., girls are still being taken off the streets. Uh, In Atlanta, same thing. In Chicago, same thing. Um, Whether it be, um, you know, people disappearing on vacations um, to all these different countries around the world. Whether it be the slave trade that was going on in the African continent in 2000 of the year 2017. Um, We still, and now to know that people are using the constitution of our country as their basis for slave labor within these academic institutions. I don't even want to call them institution institutions anymore. These businesses, because college is a business. Um, is disheartening it's sickening and it makes me even question like why we allow for the u.s academic system um to be like this city on a hill this thing that everybody wants to the american dream emblematic of the of the american dream so i'm gonna leave that one the second one which i just thought was disgusting was that Governor Rahner, I don't know where he's from, I don't really care. Um, I'm happy he's not the governor of this um, city, um, New York, um, the state. Uh, but this man decided to drink um, in front of tons of cameras and, you know, video because hashtag you want to be an ass. Um, <laughs> is drinking idiots. <laughs> um, wanted to drink chocolate milk. He took the, I think he took the the white milk and he added chocolate syrup to it and he mixed it. That was it. actually the black man that did that, by the way. Oh, so Ross. And then he drank it and was like, hmm, diversity tastes, tastes yummy, yummy or it tastes good, good or, or something whatever, like some foolishness. Also to say that, and this relates to also 45 talking about uh, what he said. 45 said uh he's liked by the blacks he said that he's always been liked by the blacks he had never had issues with the blacks so i'm just confused as to why one 
we're still using a dichotomy to talk about race as if there are not different races. There are multiple races. Um, two to, and then the second thing is just to acknowledge that we're simplifying and um, like trivializing the actual black experience and the POC experience to a gesture of drinking milk, which is still being done by a white man and a black man enabled him to do so. Um, so it just like the imagery is just sucks. Like if you think about, <laughs> it just sucks. It sucks. <laughs> you know, like paper bag tests, like you know these things that are they're just tied to such yeah. foolishness, and then you drink it, and it's it's not that easy. It's not oh, let me just yeah. pour it in. I mean, I think that it was a you don't just swallow it. Right. Like, I think it was like a good metaphor. Like okay, you can't have a good mixture because you know you have the chocolate syrup and it goes straight down to the bottom, and that's what happens. Like even if you have them in the same cup, they're, they're still going to be division because obviously there's no um there's well, then there's, you could have done that with oil and water no and into- drank the friggin' oil and water. <laughs> but I, I think he was the, the his action was wrong like because the way he made it seem it was like it was trivial and then it as sounds, if the yeah. metaphor was not like i don't i wouldn't say poignant the metaphor wasn't poignant but as if the metaphor didn't make sense so he mm. she drank it like mm, diversity tastes great well, like what did what's t'challa's sister name shuri so it was like shuri when shuri got shook by what's his name coming behind her he said don't scare me colonizer like <laughs> the colonizer is now drinking the, the the milk and telling you that diversity is yummy like that sounds like you're trying to sell globalization to me. That sounds like you're trying to sell me the American dream. Like, it's not as easy as buying white milk and adding chocolate syrup. And chocolate syrup is not even real chocolate. Like, there ain't no real stuff. Like, go get me some real chocolate, some real dark chocolate, some cacao beans, cacao powder. Maybe we could talk. But even then, I just feel like, People are once again trying, trivializing, and targeting TTT, uh, mm-hmm. the POC experience, and not allowing. Once again, we never hear the voice of the actual people. Like, yeah. So yeah. So I think to put these people on solid ground, I would say one interpretation of the Constitution as such is foul, and we need to probably reevaluate. It's not even interpretation. It is like it. it they're applying it in a way that it is meant to keep black people enslaved. Right. And so they're using it just the way it was. It was created Intended. for. So I think it's, the problem is with the constitution. Yeah, but remember our 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 forty five forty five wants to rewrite the constitution too. So hey, well, uh, <laughs> listen, you can't win. Okay. And the second one I think is. I think those who are in positions to speak up to speak out need to do so because I think too many times we're sitting in places where we get a little bit comfortable with seeing the foolishness. Like I feel like some people are getting a little bit too comfortable with seeing 45 make these mistakes. I think we're getting whoever was in that room with governor Rauner was getting a little bit too comfortable. And I think whoever's Mm. enabling and hiring these lawyers to seemingly do a bad job are getting a little bit too comfortable. So we need to shake them up a little. Um, So yeah. The next part was black women can and can't, but we will. I'm not going to speak too long on it. But I'm going to think if people are know about The Breakfast Club, The Breakfast Club is the number one nationally syndicated, uh, well, globally syndicated um, radio show. It's in 80 markets and 100, over 150 countries. And it is comprised of DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, and Angela Yee. Uh, Angela Yee, we, 
you know, we know her. Uh, so, <laughs> but I think this one of the more recent episodes was with uh, Monique, and we know that Monique has been on her crusades about um, her Netflix deal or the lack thereof and how fair it was um, and the intersectionality of race and gender being a black woman and knowing that she was being offered a ridiculous amount of money for work that she felt she she, she felt at the end of the day that she deserved a lot more. So none of us can tell her that she shouldn't deserve more because ultimately if she believes so and she can defend it, then allow her to. Um, it was unfortunate that Charlemagne gave her donkey of the day um, prior to her coming onto their radio show. And so I, when I say black women can and can't, but we will, we will stick up for ourselves. Oftentimes you're seen as the angry black woman who just comes in irate because somebody called you out your name. However, she decided to call him by his real name, his government name of Leonard, mm -hmm. um, and furthermore tell him, you shouldn't, regardless of how you feel about me, like, you could have talked to me about it, like, off the side. But well, the calling me a donkey, though. Yeah, like, I'm your black sister, like, and the fact that he and never took it back. And I could be your black mother, that, yeah. that type of, Right, you know? and he never took it back, even within the episode. And not only that, but also for DJ Envy and Angela Yee, I'm going to call them both, although a lot of them, people were coming for Angela, because, you know, she is the other woman in the room. She is mm -hmm. a POC, um, and she's she's been found to do this sometimes of sitting there and being complicit. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that DJ Envy and Angelie, after not only listening to the snippets, but listening to the entire length of it, um, were complicit in ha allowing, um, Charlemagne to go back and forth with Monique. I feel like what they, I don't, I don't think that it was much, I don't think it was much of a back and forth because I feel like, um, she was telling him. She was telling him. And she when she speaks, like she speaks with authority. air and authority. And so she had her facts and she presented her case and she's quick when it comes to a rebuttal. So she really had no time for it. But and she and think about it, she was one. And if you think about it, Angelie, Charlemagne, and Envy were on the same team. And so the team being, okay, so we were right in calling you donkey of the day. Right. Um, um, you are you are supposedly like very unmannerly when it comes to working with other people and um whatever yeah, else reason they were trying to villainize her. We didn't need to know. Right. So my thing is that I I understand, okay, so if the if she is like unmannerly or rude to her people are that work around her, there's there's space for that. And there's space for that to be rectified. But she even like described what she what was considered unmannerly and things that people didn't want to um, really air out specifically. Mm -hmm. And I think that she she came with valid points. And I mean, still, I don't feel like the Netflix boycott. I mean, she can boycott Netflix, but I don't think that Netflix people boycotting Netflix. Will actually, she can, but I'm not. I, I don't think it. I don't think it, it deserves all of that. Mm. But I do think that it definitely deserves for them to be called out because there's no way right. that because somebody please tell me that Amy Schumer ain't, ain't try to call nobody out for do, being disrespectful to her or she didn't like the work environment. So she didn't say, you know, I don't like it. Beyonce said it. A diva is a female version of a hustler. Okay. Right. And a lot of times we are being called divas because we have expectations right. for how you treat us and how you and treat the ones so. around us. If I so. want my water warm, I want my water warm. If I want my food hot, I want my food hot. If I want only green Skittles, you better pick out the rest of them because I asked you to. Like I'm being paid for my work. <laughs> like and these are my work requirements. Know yourself, and it's like she's know your work. It don't seem like she's doing anything outrageous, especially when it comes to being rude and always having root for black people. That's nothing new. But as I said, I you know, the Netflix ban probably isn't for me, but I do agree with what she's saying. I think it's completely absurd. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So, yes, fight for your rights, girl. You better keep that rebuttal on fleek. And at the end of the day, you're going to catch a check somewhere else. So As you deserve. Right. And so with that, what is the world in need of? A break. Yeah, <laughs> time, a break, a reflection, like a break. That's what we in need of because there's just so much, like, I know Give I said this a in a, I know we said this in another episode, but like, you know, when people like, oh, take a pause, like, no, take a full stop, like. Sit back, relax. I got that on an audio snippet. Just like, you know. Sit back and relax and allow yourself to uh, definitely like enjoy what you've gone through, whether it be the ups and the downs, and allow yourself to learn from it and not go through the same stuff so that you come back bigger and better. Perfectly said. And then on that note, we are wrapping it up. You are tuning out, out of, of The Takeover with Kristen. And Christine, don't miss us too much. We'll be back.